0: This episode of the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by energy healer Gene Borders personal powerful transformation program. Know you're leaving money on the table but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hi, everyone. This is Jean Border
1: with the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey podcast. I have another special guest with me today. This is Claudia Osman. Hi, Claudia. How are you? Hi Jane, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. So Claudia is a licensed massage therapist and has been for decades. She is certified in several healing modalities, to include emotion code and body code. Um, she also does pranic healing, um, and she's getting ready to start um, working with the Agascu body alignment method. For I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but it's becoming more and more popular because of its Ability to fix the structure, structural alignment of the body to get rid of a lot of symptoms that people just suffer with. So want to tell me how you got into this whole energy world stuff? So I actually had a client
2: um, who was coming to me for another modality called MPS, which uses uh, instruments that put a small direct current into acupuncture points. And that helps, like with structural alignments, also. But she had had a cesarean and had like twenty some years before, and still had back pain, a lot of restrictions. So we, she was coming for that, and we used the MPS to address that. But she practiced a different type of energy work that was similar, um, and I looked into it, and it was very costly, and seemed very similar to body code and emotion code and this person kind of repackaged it but it had a more of an emphasis on psychological issues at less body body issues so um i read about body code and it immediately resonated with me especially because it's using intuition in the subconscious brain and it just seemed like like the missing link in all the alternative things I've been exposed to over the years that could answer questions as to why someone's knee wasn't, you know, healing after all the scans checked out or um, whatever it was. It just, as soon as I learned about it, I immediately knew it was what I needed to study and would be a huge uh, change in my life and my practice so how did it change
1: your practice then you went from 100% like massage clients is that how that worked is that how that started
2: yes so i had a thriving massage practice and that's wonderful but i didn't like the aspect of people not healing appropriately and as wonderful as massage is it can seem rather bandaidy at times even though it's lovely um what does that mean band-aidy um it's not getting to the root cause of an issue quite often it feels great and there's like a ton of good benefits to when when we receive that are physiological besides obviously feeling good like you know that releases good hormones and creates a myofascial release um aids with digestion, it improves your, you know, it can improve like your memory in certain regards. It can improve clarity of thinking because you're just, some people are really able to let go and get better in touch with themselves when in an hour and 90 minutes when they're not able to outside of that space with a trusted practitioner.
1: Cool. Okay. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, So,
2: <clears throat> what what was the other part of the question? How you
1: got how you switched your practice. How you right. changed once you found energy work?
2: So I began my asking my clients if I could use them for clinic hours, like required with both certifications for motion code and body code. And it just spread like wildfire. It you know, they immediately saw benefit and then I was put in touch with the clients, um Um, relatives, uh, nonprofit for abuse survivors and was able to network with them. And that was a crowd that really needs energetic healing. And it pretty much just took off from there like wildfire and just totally word of mouth.
1: So how much of your business is now switched over from massage to energy or has any of it?
2: It's easily 90% is energy work. Wow. And then now I incorporate the pranic healing because that's another way of feeling energy, moving energy, um, clearing issues up for people. What kind of issues? So um, what I've seen with incorporating the pranic healing is like when things, so some physical issues maybe that are not, completely cleared up or take a little longer with body code addressing it with like colors of prana reading like the chakras and addressing like a heavier dive into chakra work is can kind of be what speeds things up um for healing um so like mental issues i see that big time with with the pranic healing behavioral issues even with pathogens um, and toxicities, getting those to kind of scoot out quicker, it's it's made a difference easily right. in my
1: practice. So let me back up a little bit for some of the listeners who don't know what body code and emotion code and chronic healing are. What is emotion code? what What is that modality? What is what is the premise of that? So the premise
2: started with um, Dr. Nelson um, identifying that. In my view, when we receive an emotion, we process it and it goes away. But his, what he figured out was that sometimes these emotions get stuck. And when they get stuck, they vibrate negative energy. So that can get set up in a particular spot in the body, a chakra, acupuncture meridian, anywhere in the physical or esoteric body. It can be inherited, absorbed in utero, absorbed from other people. Um, so all this is just uh, frequency and vibrations that are vibrating negatively that then can pile up and start causing symptoms that can be physical, mental, or emotional. And they can also lower the immune system, making it harder to uh, for our bodies to fight off pathogens. It, they can pile up and make our bodies make it harder to... Um, you know, digest or the respiratory system to function appropriately. They're just energetic imbalances that need to be released so that then our bodies can heal it, itself and become better aligned um, spiritually as well as physiologically.
1: So then what is body code?
2: So body. Okay. So I didn't explain it fully. Emotion code deals with trapped emotions, heart wall, which is where we build a wall around our heart uh, metaphysically with energy to protect us. Um, And so emotion code deals primarily with those. And then body code goes into a whole other world of treating the mental, emotional, physical, by looking at the chakras, organs, glands, anything tangible related to our body, as well as the aura, spirit, body, Um, different resonances it's it's different than just a trapped emotion it it can be things that happen in the past that that are still like reverberating or that there's still energies attached to even though that one specific trapped emotion is gone
1: cool cool yes so how much do you use that in your practice
2: uh my practice has shifted over to at least 90 percent energy work And I use it constantly uh, all day with my family, my dog, clearing my house, clearing spaces of energy, um, even objects, Uh, occasional clients that are dubious about it, that are massage clients or have never heard of it, new to it. I might do a tiny bit of work giving a massage because that's going to further Allow their body to heal on the table, um, where just only touch is not going to do it because the physical trauma is being held down by the emotional, energetic side of things. So, um, so then they pretty quickly become a believer in in all of it and and come to see that it's not just physical; everything is energetic.
1: So you mentioned your dog. So you use this on your dog. How does that work?
2: I do. So the way we work is like, it's like energetic Wi-Fi is how I explain it. So I use my intuition and my subconscious to talk to my dog's subconscious. And his subconscious knows everything um, that we need to release that's causing an issue. So if it's like... um, like one day we were walking and he kind of stumbled and almost fell over and threw up. And I live in Reston and they spray the grass like three quarters of the year for pesticides and stuff. And he, ha- I was able to pick up that he had ingested too much and, and it made him throw up. So I connected his subconscious, his subconscious knows what's going on, tells me, and then I use my intention to release it and anything else that's related to that. Uh, because that may have imbalanced the stomach or whatever, but also children, infants, the unborn animals, and people who have passed on all have a subconscious and a, you know, the soul has gone on. So we can connect with that using intuition to find out what they need to have released to then regain balance within their body.
1: Talk to me about this intuition that you keep talking about. How did, how did you become aware of your intuition and how has that grown to the way you use it now? So I don't,
2: I guess I don't really know how I became aware of it because I feel like I was born with it, but it was pretty jarring growing up because I receive, it's another sense, right? So I receive information from other people, even plants. Um, anything alive or passed on um, it's another sense. So I'm just receiving information all the time and, but not having a context for that growing up and being young is kind of disturbing because you don't know. That's not legitimately in my head. I'm picking up on that from some other being. So that's kind of disturbing and Uh, I had an art teacher that told me a few things in high school about myself like she thought I was psychic and but besides that I never really knew until I think it really got formalized when I heard about body code and I thought that's what that is you know Um, and it's really sad because I feel like children are wide open animals are wide open and haven't been told like that's not true you just because you you know it doesn't exist because we can't see it Um, even like the spiritual world so knowing that and being able to share that with clients and their children especially I think is huge because it is a a gift and it's a universal source of um, a connection to the divine and we're tapping into the universal source of intelligence so if I believe if you ask with like humility and gratitude for the answers of what's going on with a being, you're given the information. And then I'm just the tool facilitating the offloading of the energies in a a session. Cool. It is. It can be a bit um, overwhelming at times. So I feel like it can make you – it's made me more sensitive, like, in crowds, loud scenarios, uh, around different crowd groups of people or certain people. Um, So learning how to deal with that is also part of the work. Learning how to not be just this wide-open book for people to – infiltrate almost. (laughs) Um learning boundaries is a huge part of the process. But that's a good thing for everyone.
1: Yeah. When I was when I was young, let me let me several members of my family are in the medical profession, okay? Which means they go work in hospitals all the time. I never understood how anybody could walk into a hospital. Because I would just, I wouldn't freak out, but I wouldn't feel comfortable. I'll say it that way. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how anybody could even think of working in a hospital because I would get inundated with all the energies there, you know, when you go into a hospital, there's all the fear, all the uncertainty, all the pain and that emotional soup, if you will. I would like step into the middle of that and not understand why I felt so weird, you know? Mm So now after learning boundaries and and that kind of stuff I can walk into a hospital doesn't bother me at all but I know I'm going in and I my body is now prepared for it whereas I was like you said wide open before I didn't know what that meant you know I right. just you know, I didn't see how those people could even think about working in a hospital because it was imbalancing I'm going to use the word imbalancing it's to me um but anyway, that's my story.
2: <laughs> well, probably a lot of people feel like that, right? Because I think I think more people are intuitive than they really understand or know. And that's why that's what I think is important about like the kids I get to work with and under and their parents understanding that, you know, if your child does have this gift, they need to understand it. And they need some guidance, but, like, don't be afraid of it, because it's really a a beautiful thing. It just, like anything, you need some guidelines and some knowledge around it. And then it's, like, incredible.
1: I've worked with some of those types of kids before um, that are very sensitive, that maybe see things that other people don't see or that feel emotions around certain objects that other people don't feel. Mm-hmm. And so giving them techniques and tools to deal with what they come across gives so so much relief to the child, but also to the family because they don't feel so helpless. They don't know what's going on. They just know that something isn't right and they don't know how to help the child when very simple techniques sometimes is really all it takes to allow the child to feel safe and the parents to feel relief that ah, that's all it was because it's not a big deal typically it's really not it's just that the parents yeah. don't have the tools right they don't understand what's going on they don't have the tools you give them a few tools and and the kids back to being a kid <laughs> right. well, I,
2: I mean I ran into a friend recently whose son is 22 and he's one of these kids but having grown up like hearing voices and this and that he's been just through the gamut medically and through the psychological profile of drugs for all kinds of diagnoses. And it makes my heart hurt to hear his journey. And because that like, that's really disrupted the relationship with his parents, his world, his future, how he feels about himself. And it's all kind of this huge ugliness for nothing. When he's just sees things differently. It's like a, you know, it's like people who are good at math, right? (laughs) Or computers. Like we're all supposed to know how to do math and computers. And I stink at both, but I have a different set of abilities. And this kid is probably could make a huge difference and have a successful life if he had this context and he doesn't, he has a lot of bad feelings about himself and his family is kind of sick of him and feels like he's a failure. So I've seen how, where that can go. And I even like as a kid, I had a neighbor right next door who's was berated publicly, loudly, a lot and yelled at and screamed at and I remember knowing at a young age how toxic that was and it wasn't just like it was hard to hear but I I could feel what it was doing to this kid who's a good kid and he basically is kind of grown up to not be terribly successful he's still a kind person but I think he took ownership of the ugliness that he was told he he was and that's wrong, especially for children, right? Like,
1: well, one of the things that, that comes up a lot in, in sessions with clients is that our beliefs create our reality, right? What you believe to be true is true for you. It might not be true for me, but it is for you. And what matters in a session is what the, what the client believes to be true. And a lot of these beliefs are the majority of our our internal belief system is created by the time we're eight years old. We've, we've got a belief about how the world works. Right. And so after that belief is created based on a child's experience, a child's knowledge, a child's understanding of language and how people interact. Then after that events just become proof that that belief is true. Right. Right. So a lot of the time we spend, at least I do in my practice, figuring out what belief is holding the client back, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole mindset thing is the way some people think of it. But if you're here and you want to be here, what's getting in the way? That's what we have to work through, right? If you want your body to function a certain way and you've tried all the medical stuff and you're still here, what can we do to get you to here? Business-wise, you don't know what's holding you back. You think you're doing everything right. But then there's this belief that you've been trying to make true, you know, all along. And we get rid of that weird, whatever that obstacle was. And now you can move closer towards your goal. Right. Right. But, But the kids need to be, as an adult, we need to be aware. For me, that's always the first goal with a client right is to be aware mm-hmm. of what the situation is now and what you want it to be then we can look at what's holding you back right right but a lot so much of it is created in childhood right and we don't even realize it
2: right right i mean th- those you know you have situations that you work with children that there is abuse going on in the home or neglect or whatever or even just a coldness but with you know without that having even just a normal quote-unquote middle class upbringing like we all have bumps and knocks that define who we are who we think we are and it's without this work i don't think people ever reach their full potential to disentangle themselves from those like belief systems and that that's that's you know all that's all it is is like Like, I tell my daughter, like, you can't let other people tell you who you are. And that's what's happened to people, right? So, like, my situation, I felt like that with teachers kind of really discouraged heavily. And that had a pretty damaging effect on how I felt about my intellect for a long time. So I know firsthand how that can play out for people. Um, and it can be, you know, it can be it's circumstantial, right? Like most people are doing the best they can when they're <laughs> raising children, it, it, or they're parenting how they were parented. But it, you have to have meaningfulness or thoughtfulness about almost like trying every interaction to to have with your child, or you know, choosing choosing your words carefully. I think is really a huge important lesson to have constantly in the front of your brain when you're interacting with people especially children
1: so socially how does energy work impact you socially
2: uh it's been fantastic for me to understand why i feel a certain way around certain people um a lot of people and Even, you know, it's interesting with group energies Um, and it's it's just like this incredible guide to be interacting with people socially and figuring stuff out. And, you know, back to like growing up intuitively and not knowing mm, probably 80% of what I was feeling was not my stuff. Now that you know, you can ask like, is this my junk or theirs? And a large part of the time, what you're picking up on is someone else's junk. And you can just kind of be kind and, you know, walk away.
1: (laughs) Right? That's very interesting. A lot of... I keep coming back to the old Beach Boys song, Good Vibrations, right? Yes. People put off vibrations. Everything puts off a vibration. You're around some people and you feel really good. You're around somebody else and you're like, ah... just back up a little bit, right? right? but the same thing happens with groups, you know that the group mentality in a lot of circles it's called group mentality. They get an idea and everybody runs with it and becomes frantic with it or or fanatics about it or whatever it is, you know, and it can get out of control, but there's an energy attached to that stuff, but understanding or being able to to determine is this mine. Or did I, am I absorbing it or did I pick it up or did I get imbalanced by somebody else's strong energy? I'm going to tell you this story. Um, I'm big into music. So I go to a lot of concerts. I was at one concert. It was out in California when I was out there. But, um, and one of the lead singers jumped off stage and came out and I happened to be on an aisle. And he got close to me and his energy is like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know? And it and it was it was um, I'm going to say it was a very sexually charged energy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> when I realized when, when I'm around music, I get op- more open anyway. But I try to focus on the group so that I don't get affected by everybody else. But he was the group, you know, I mean, he was right. one of the lead singers. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's no wonder he just got married <laughs> know he said i finally figured out the the male female dynamics and i've got a child and and so it was it was hilarious but that was one of the strongest instances of me Mm -hmm. being affected immediately and knowing it you know by somebody Mm -hmm. else's energy it's hilarious i'm like oh my gosh i saw the fans run backstage you know (laughs) that's funny it was hilarious
2: it's um I mean, it's cool when it's like that, right? It's not cool when it's like, you know, there's something people have bad right.
1: intentions, yeah. and they're not, not good, you know. And so, how do you protect yourself in those situations?
2: Um, so I'm just I'm shielded. So we can create energetic shields around ourselves or clients, um, so that we're unaffected by other people's energies you can still feel the energy but you're not absorbing it uh and then you can release stuff or do like energy shower um
1: i like that one uh it's amazing. i teach that to a lot of clients yeah, very easy it, to it, do it, takes no time at all very in,
2: it well it's it's also very uh it's less it's one of the easier concepts I think to grasp with all the different terminology that we can use uh, because it's very, it's very simple and it's effective and it's really relatable. But other times, sometimes that does require more work and, you know, you have to learn how to release imbalances so that you're not susceptible and then occasionally keep reshielding in the beginning or keep checking in right it's like anything else if there can be times when our guard is let down or our resolve is down or we're just a little bit run down or low or whatever and then it's worth checking um but i've experienced like you know courting with other people um because of that mean other reasons so we can have cords like a almost like you know like an electrical cord between you and I and it could be healthy or unhealthy so we either move it or break it and some people believe you should have none um and I think they can just happen uh depending on their relationships with people but they can be imbalanced it's an external influence that is imbalanced, can be imbalancing to us so there you know back to the shield like if you are in a situation that you've been courted to someone and it's not serving yeah. you you can cut it but then you also have to look at why why it was allowed to be established so that then you get rid of that so it won't happen again because again it's just an external influence that is imbalancing
1: One way to look at cords is that they happen every time you have a conversation with someone, just like in the old days, you'd get on the telephone and there would be a cord attached to the wall, right? That would connect you to somebody else. That's a cord. And when you would hang up the phone, you would no longer be connected by that cord. The same thing is true in conversations all the time, except that, Rather than seeing a physical cord, it's an energy cord. There's one between us right now, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't hear what you're saying, and you wouldn't hear what I'm saying, and we wouldn't be having a conversation. Right. But the trick is to hang up the phone when you're finished with the conversation, and right. that's not always what happens. When there are very strong emotions involved, a lot of times that phone doesn't get slammed down, <laughs> right? Um and so that cord remains and you're feeling things that don't feel like you and you don't know why when you're still in that connection, if you will, you're listening to somebody else's stuff, just like right. you were still on the phone and you were hearing their conversation while you were trying to hold a different conversation with someone else. So that right. that's kind of a weird imbalance that you carry in your body until you hang up the phone, and break that connection, right? Right. And some people do it intentionally to create issues with someone else some people do it unintentionally when they feel weak and they feel like that person is stronger and so maybe they want to be connected to that person it's like to charge up their energy not it's not a conscious thought but that's right. the way we work right we we're a lot of times attracted to strength uh-huh. right? and so we want to be stronger we want to be like that person so maybe we make a connection with them that, that needs to be addressed. Right. Right. So all those are chords for people who aren't used to hearing those kind of words. It's just a connection. That's all it is. Where do you want your business to go with this? What would you like to see happen with energy?
2: I, I would very much love to be able to work with, elite athletes really because I'm a huge baseball fan and ah. my daughter plays softball I play and I see like our local team we have we have two pitchers one retired because he got the yips <laughs> which is when all of a sudden they can't throw or pitch and they've been doing it their whole life and they literally can't do it they're throwing it into the stands or whatever um oh- So that guy retired, but then this other one is like this, you know, he's considered like this prize racehorse stallion guy. He's like six foot five or seven, throws one pitch at spring practice this year and spring training and he's injured again. He's chronically injured, despite the fact he has the best doctor, PT, trainer, chiropractor, massage therapist, sports psychologist, blah, blah, fill in the blank. He's got the best of everything. And I'm sure, I mean, he's still getting paid, but I'm sure it's embarrassing. And I'm sure he'd much rather be like on the mound, earning his living, you know, playing the game. So it's that's intellectually interesting to me and fascinating because there's something they're not getting to, which is why I studied this work, which is the elephant in the room, in my opinion, many times. It's emotional and energetic. He's being looked at every which way except that way. I, I've kind of even figured out what his issue is, but I want to work with elite athletes because I, it's so interesting to me. Um, I'd love to work more with animals because they are literally practiced on and can't. They don't have a voice, and I've seen just miracles happen with animals. And I just have an affinity for them anyway. I love love animals. But I, I would like to see like for my practice to be able to incorporate Egoscue when I get that under my belt and just be like a one-stop shop for, you know, total healing for people because the, you know, the demographic I see a lot of the time are people who have been to the doctor, they've had all the tests, nobody knows why. So you're kind of like the end of the road, right? and i like that cuz it's a challenge but i like even better being able to help people because most people don't want to be sick they you know what i mean like they if you're raising the vibration of each person you get to work with you're raising the vibration in tiny ways all around you and for me this is very spiritual and service minded work so I want I want things to be better around me for the planet, for people, the animals, whoever, because people I think, you know, m- most people don't want to do bad things. And most people don't set out to do that. And most people are good and they just have this stuff they can't get out from under. So I look at it as like truly service, spiritual service that I'm deeply grateful to have this skill and be familiar with this work now and be able to use it um, to support myself and my family. But really, it's about getting the word out for other people who have run out of options medically.
1: You mentioned uh, when you were talking about the baseball guy that he was like this prize stallion. One of my friends actually works with horses. Pretty significantly. I work with horses. I work with one of the, some of the people that I work with. um, I've worked with nonprofits, Mm -hmm. right. Who do horse rescue. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's very sad, but necessary. And fulfilling work sounds crazy but when when you do rescue of horses or any animal really right right so much that needs to be addressed because they're traumatized one way or another right
2: right and horses are interesting from a social aspect right like they're they're little social cliques and they're kind of there's like a very strong pecking order. So I, I haven't worked on a lot of horses, but the ones that I have, the handful, it always comes into play. Where dogs seem... I see horses more crushed emotionally. And not to say dogs aren't as pack animals, but it's a bit different. So when, when the few horses I have worked on, they they're a very emotional bunch. <laughs> um and yeah, absolutely, the rescues. It's a horror show with any animal. And I want to be able to lighten their their load there too.
1: Some of your business is with animals, correct? Mhm. And so one of the things that you might offer our listeners is perhaps a a session to determine if there's a way that you might help their animal? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I work
2: on squirrels, the foxes,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny that the animals that you end up working on. <laughs> I have I have <clears throat> sorry, I have one website that's just energyhealingfordogs.com, but it it's not just for dogs, it's for anything, right? It's for any pet that you have because it's all energy, right? You you connect with their subconscious, you figure out what the heck is going on, and you use the skills that you've either been gifted or you've built up through all the training to figure out, is there something I could do to help? Right.
2: Well, and they're so pure, like children, right? Like they're, for the most part, I mean, until they get abused, but for the most part, like, I feel like animals just have like this pureness to them that you know then you it's it's like we have to remove what humanity has done to them as a spiritual uh service
1: who do you like working with what kind of issues do you like working with the most do you have a a, like that you prefer
2: physical um I don't know. Everything's interesting. Like every session is like insanely interesting to me. So I don't, I don't know. Um, pain is awesome. <laughs> um, I love working with gut dysfunction cause that's a disaster for a huge percentage of the population and that affects everything like, you know, having a tummy ache or whatever, really dominates your day as does like a headache or but even like you know a broken bone or speeding up like healing or an elderly person that falls a few times like if you can get their vestibular system functioning appropriately so they quit falling and then maybe get them into some type of like PT or egoscu to build up their balance and strength and their postural alignment like that's huge. Right. Like being able to assist with that uh, is a big deal. So. Mm,
1: I don't know, I like it all. <laughs> Especially when you start out, you you try so many different things and you figure out, oh, it actually works on all these different things. It's like, so how do I limit myself to this? if I can help here and here and here and here and over here and over here, and the whole time you're really building skills, right? Right. You're building your intuition, which we talked about earlier. Um, Sometimes you're working on a client and something just pops into your head and that was what they needed. Right. Right. Yes. Crazy crazy stuff. I I tell what we do is considered weird. (laughs) But it works, you know, so how does it work? I don't know how it works. I just know that it does.
2: I just tell people it's something they've never heard of. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean there's no, um, it's not effective. It's just something you've not heard of. There's a lot of things I've not heard of. True. Right. There's a lot more to learn, which is super cool like even like with the chakras right like that's that's a whole other world
1: what is it's, a chakra what, what you you've used that word several times
2: um so chakras are like energy sources or power sources right and we have um is it 11 12, 11 12
1: there's a, there's a bunch
2: <laughs> and they they like the acupuncture meridians resonate with different emotions different body parts different centers of the body but like anything else there's almost like they're, they're almost linked linked up throughout the body right and the, down the midline and there's a few that are off to the side but they when something's not spinning appropriately or kind of pulsing appropriately there's there's a hitch in the line right like a hose so things aren't going to function well or appropriately um so addressing that can you can see immediate change for people by addressing the chakras like are they too big is it too small is it spinning appropriately is it whatever it's doing it could cause maybe you have like a short fuse quick anger or um you know too too much uh you know yin energy that's darker and kind of dank or then you're more prone to infection or you can use it for bone healing quickly right so it's all seems like magic but it's just again manipulating energy to to heal, allow the body to heal
1: i tell people that the body is created to heal it's designed to heal mm-hmm. it's if, amazing if not healing there's something standing in the way right if the goal is the healing But you're here. What's standing in the way? You clear all the stuff with the medical profession, right? You do all the tests to rule everything out. But then where do you go? And sometimes we're where people go. Right? Mm -hmm. You get rid of these imbalances in the body and things start to change. Your body can then function the way it was designed to function. Right. That's my take on it.
2: That's mine too. Because we're just moving it for them, right? And the body has that innate wisdom to be able to do that. It's, it's, uh, I think it's rather simple. Like it, it, when you know what
1: we do, it it's a very simple <laughs> process. It's just that nobody, not nobody, there's a bunch of us now who are involved in that kind of stuff, but the more people who learn about it, I'll, I'll mention one that has, really gotten a lot of traction lately, um, one modality, it's called tapping, EFT, mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique. The idea is, there's there's an idea that probably 80% or more of all the dis-ease in the body is created by emotions that got stuck, that haven't, as you were mentioning earlier, haven't processed out of the body correctly, right? And so we're swimming in these emotions that, that our body wasn't created to hold on to but maybe we were hit with a bunch of emotional i'll use the word trauma or imbalance at one time and the body could only process so much of it and so it just held on to the rest or something happened and we didn't want to deal with it so we just suppressed it all well you're suppressing that imbalance into your body rather than allowing it to leave your body so the more you suppress the more you imbalance your 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 energy system, which scientists are now exploring. So this is not woo-woo stuff, even though it sounds like it. They've taken pictures of the energy body. They're creating more and more mm-hmm. um, specialized equipment so that they can see the, ener- the way the energy highways flow through the body, right? Um, so as more and more people learn how to do this weird tapping thing, where you're like hitting yourself, right? You're just tapping on these funny points on your body. You're allowing the energy to move through these, these systems, the energy systems in your body, right? You're creating a flow as you right. different places. And as it allows that energy to move and allows you to release that thing that you've been suppressing and holding on to that's been imbalancing your body all that time. And it's just a very physical, I mean, you're just doing this kind of stuff while you think about, the emotions that that you've held on to, like with divorce, there's guilt, there's fear, there's anger, there's uncertainty, all this kind of stuff, right? right. Um, if you're injured in an accident, you, you see a car coming and you can't get out of the way, well, there's the physical pain, but there's also the emotional pain, the emotional trauma. I saw it coming, I, I can't take any action. What do I do, right? Mm-hmm. You do the tapping on that trauma, if you will. Right. It allows those energies to move through the body and allows you to release it. Just breathe out. Right. And right. Calm down. it calms down your nervous system. That's what a lot of what we do is it right. calms down the nervous system so that that whole fight, flight, fight, freeze, whatever it is that you're stuck in has a chance to let go and right. let, let you calm down and let you come back to the perfect creation that you are, right? Right? Get your vibrations, here we go, the back to the way you were created to be. So there you go. That's my take on it. But a lot more a lot more people are getting informed about this stuff.
2: Well epigenetics is a big word being used a lot lately and that's I think that's pretty huge. And I've heard like headlines and this and that that they're studying it, you know, and big names are talking about it. And that's, you know, I think isn't like the kind of formal definition of epigenetics is like inherited trauma. Pretty much. That, right. And so that's, I mean, that's a huge thing that we address in body all code. And- yep. So that's, um, it's nice to see all of this coming coming to light because it can be difficult to walk around and, you know, have people laugh at you. <laughs> or well, a second, there, yeah, there
1: are so many more, do. there are so many more scientists and medical professionals actually studying this stuff now right? because a lot of people won't look at it without where's the scientific proof, where are the medical studies? Well, that's being done now. Right. Which, you know, if, a lot of people don't need that proof, but some people do. Right, so so it's good that there are people whose mission it is to prove that this stuff works that's not my mission my mission is just to to help people (laughs) you know like I said I don't care how it works I just care that it does because
2: but the more that I think the more people that are hear it right you can hear something it can be a lie and you can hear it over and over and over (laughs) so the power of repetition and different sources talking about epigenetics and energy and maybe if they'd start talking about Einstein and you know that was widely accepted the theory of relativity with Max Planck like it's all the same it's so similar right like quantum physics like it's It's like, just get all the terms and the same uh, conversation. And then you're going to have more uh, legitimacy, quote unquote, in certain schools of thought about this type of work. But agreed, like it doesn't, I don't care about that either. Because the people who need you find
1: you. That's how actually I set up my practice that the right person would find me at the right time.
2: Yes, right,
1: and they do, yeah, yeah, so this is really interesting talk <laughs>
2: <Sorry>. <laughs> It's very interesting, and I don't you know outside of clients get to talk about it much with people.
1: Well, I've had that conversation too we We're very limited in our who we can discuss what with, right. Because this yeah. stuff sounds so weird, and, and people don't understand what we do. If you haven't been through the training, if you haven't immersed yourself into it, at least to some point, it just sounds weird. hmm Right?
2: Well, and it can be challenging, too. I, I know through the years, um, certain religious faiths, you know, people are leery about it because they don't understand it um so you know it again back with EFT that's taking off that's pretty common now and epigenetics like the more conversation that can be had about it the better because if we could be working in partnership with a more western types of modalities especially like neonatal right like preemies all kinds of stuff like that like I got to work with this preemie who um, she was in ICU for a month. She was like, I think a pound and a half, like the tiniest little thing ever. And then wasn't, she wasn't, she would latch on fine eventually when she got released, but wasn't uh, gaining weight. She's eating, but not gaining weight. So then you, energetically we fixed that and she's thriving now and she was labeled failure to thrive so if we could just be in partnership with these people it's not us and them and it shouldn't be separate it should be like everybody working together for the same goal which is like the health and well-being for a being right yes in a perfect world (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) so if there's something that you'd like to make sure that everybody hears what would that be when it comes to energy work is there anything that that you think people don't know that might be useful um
2: I would probably say, like, whether you, whatever you think about it, like, only good comes of it. And if it seems scary, because it can to certain people, because they've been living in a negative, like, a lower vibration for so long. And unknown can be scary. Like, it's not. Like, you're completely aligned with your higher power your spiritual guides, your ancestors, and it's all good. Like everybody has your best interests at heart. So there's nothing scary about it. You just have to have, be open. You can even be like dubious about it, but just the willingness and the openness. And I just want people to know, like it works for every, it can work for everybody if you're open and willing. And and it can be absolutely life-changing in the most amazing, beautiful way. And it has for me and my family and a ton of people I've worked with.
1: One of the, and I don't know why it popped into my head, but one of the sayings that that we, some of us use quite often is anything can cause anything. Right. symptom of X, well, what caused it? it could be an event that happened way back when but you held on to the end I'll, okay here I'll give you an example um one of I'm gonna say a, a previous client that this was a a child still in school couldn't read things on the whiteboard if it was on mm-hmm. a chalkboard they were fine if it was on a whiteboard couldn't read it um come to find out it had to do with years prior when they had a very sick sibling and they shared a room but the sibling would throw up on white sheets all the time (laughs) now how is that for a weird correlation right so you remove the energies of that and now they can see the whiteboard
2: right it it doesn't have to make sense
1: no and it doesn't have the time but it it works, you know.
2: Oh, right! And it's just insanely interesting. Yeah, citrus you-
1: allergies. <laughs> citrus allergies. Same thing. Someone is raped in an orange room, and now they're allergic to oranges. Hilarious. Yeah, not hilarious, but I mean the the way these things work is just interesting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's like in- endlessly interesting where it goes you know every session is like like a movie where you're just kind of like going through and going through and it's like where are we going now
1: (laughs) and they're all different you know you can't say oh if this is what their issue is this was the cause because everybody has a different background everybody has different experiences everybody has different ancestry right okay right right um so it's it's just very um interesting yeah (laughs) there aren't a lot of words to describe what we do other than interesting, but you mm-hmm. have to be open to the fact that anything can cause anything just mm-hmm. because that's true for this person doesn't mean it's going to be true for this person. Right. Well, it, think, it, go ahead.
2: Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think we're, because of medicine and science, we're taught like, it's like math, right? Like this and this equal this, right. Or and then then those create a symptom and a whole bunch of people have that and now we created a pill for it, right? So it doesn't have to make sense and it, it doesn't matter. It it literally doesn't matter. It's like whatever I'm told by a client, I just write down and I release it and whatever's underneath it because like, and you kind of have to stop yourself. Some, I do sometimes from, trying to figure out, like trying to figure it out, like the why or the logic or it that doesn't matter. It's literally like what I, I use the analogy of like a little straw of hay for like a trapped emotion, right? Like with my headaches, like lifetime headaches, right? Like had the head injury, all the junk goes there. That's like a little frequency or vibration of every little thing that's Fallen into this place where the injury was because it took the path of least resistance, right? So it's like, by the time I'm, well, the headache started at five. It wasn't until like my forties when, when, when I started with this work that, and you, that any relief came at all. And you know, there's just a pile of these little straws of hay, these little frequencies and vibrations that have parked themselves there so it's like you know you go in the rabbit hole and dig your way back out and pretty soon there's no more headaches so i think that's like a that's a good i like to use that analogy for people because otherwise like frequency or vibration can sound like infinite right or who knows right or like with lloyd Mir, right like the Balancing by numbers, like, that's a good way if I have people in front of me. Like, look at the sequence of numbers for panic. That's a frequency, right? Yes. And that guy's amazing. <laughs> he came up with that many numbers. But, yeah, so it, it's just incredibly interesting.
1: Cool. So we're getting close to, to wrapping up here. Anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with?
2: Um, I would say try, try it. If you're wondering and if things keep pecking at your brain, that's a sign. Your subconscious is like, hey, hey, you know, um, and also like use your intuition to see or your gut feeling who who is a good practitioner for you. Because we all have different abilities and gifts. And um, the, you know, it's like anything, right? Like you're going to resonate with some person and maybe not with another person. And that can very much, that's not personal. Shouldn't be taken as an insult. It just is what it is. I like chocolate. My daughter likes vanilla. So, you know, you got to find who resonates with you. And just because maybe you don't see any results the first few sessions you have to keep at it because maybe it's a practitioner or maybe you're they're trying to overturn something because you want to be sick subconsciously which can happen occasionally but just keep at it because it didn't happen overnight so it's you know one or two sessions may not get to the root cause but the work did de- deserves uh I think it deserves um, a commitment and definitely it deserves respect. I think Dr. Nelson is somebody that uh, deserves a huge amount of respect. I'm sure he faced a ton of, of ridicule for a very, very long time and just stuck with it. And there are not many people throughout history that are able to withstand that and Because of him, I think there's probably over 2,000 practitioners now around the globe, which is huge. So I would just
1: stick with it. Dr. Nelson, if you guys want to look him up, his name is Dr. Bradley Nelson. He was a chiropractor who um, started noticing things with his patients. And so he created this system called the Emotion Code and the body code and now it's available in an app form and there are um like claudia was saying there are certified practitioners all over the world but we work remotely um the majority of us don't even have an office where we see clients in person it's just done just this way either by phone by skype by zoom we just create a connection we work with people but that's part of the training if you go through that course is how do I connect with somebody on the other side of the world? I was in Italy when I picked up that skill. So I was connecting with people in the States, and I've had clients in Sweden and, you know, all over the world. So it's it's a really cool thing. But that's Dr. Bradley Nelson, if if you're interested in looking that up. So I want to thank Claudia for being here. It was a great hour to spend together. If you would like to learn more about Claudia, um, her website is Bodyworks that correct by body claudia work osmond? body or, work by notice. claudia by claudia osmond and we will have a link below that you can just click on it'll take you right to our website um thank you so much for your time i appreciate it we'll be talking again soon i'm sure and thanks to my listeners with the focused practical dreamers journey podcast this is Jean, your host Gene border till next time thank
0: you Gene. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to the focused practical dreamers journey where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamers journey.